Get rid of your credit card debt, get a lower monthly payment, and skip your next two house payments at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to save thousands with SaveWithConrad.com. Find out how much money you can save right now at SaveWithConrad.com. How's it going, everyone? It's time for another edition of Strictly Business here on the ad-free shows and podcast heat networks. I, of course, am John Alba, but it's not Strictly Business with John Alba. This, of course, is Strictly Business with Mr. Eric Bischoff. Waving to the sea of fans who are tuning into this one. Hello, everybody, as the crowd goes wild. How are we, my friend? I'm just getting myself in the mood. Getting, you know, I gotta get, I gotta get into this gear. I'm not mm-hmm. in the podcast gear throughout the entire week unless I'm recording with you or Conrad. And doing so requires that I get into a different gear and a different mindset. So here I am. Shout out Jeremy Priest, Eric Green, Denovius Mack, all you guys joining us with Ad Free Shows. Thank you so much for being a part of it. If you're not part of it. It's only because you're probably not a member of Adfree Shows and you have no idea what you're freaking missing. Go to Adfree Shows. You can watch these recordings live. You can participate. You can ask questions. You have all kinds of fun. Yes, we got Jeremy Priest here with his first Strictly business. We got Eric Green with his first Strictly business live recording as well. This is what's up, guys. This is what we love to hear. If you are joining us, as Eric said, ask questions throughout. We'll take them and... We talk about the business of the business here on Strictly Business, and there's plenty of business to get to. You you brought up something very interesting just there before. You said you had to kind of get yourself in the mindset, in, in that level to podcast. Were you like that a lot as a performer on camera? Did you have to bring something out of yourself once the red light went on, or was it pretty easy for you to snap into it? I had a, uh, I had a process that I still, whenever I used it, couple weeks ago when I was on raw, even though on raw, I had very little to do. It was a very brief appearance and it wasn't dialogue heavy by any stretch, but I have this process that I go through where I clear my head. I say a prayer and I visualize exactly what it is I want to do. I visualize myself coming through curtain. I visualized myself in this case, this couple of weeks ago, standing at the podium. It's kind of like a mental walkthrough, but I visualize almost every step of it. Or back in the day, I hate saying back in the day, but when I was in the ring and addressing an audience and a crowd and it was live, um, I would spend a lot more time in that process. But when I got done praying, And visualizing, I just kind of went completely quiet in my mind. I guess it was a form of weird meditation, but I just blocked everything. I used to do it in Gorilla right before I would go out. I would stand there and I'd go in the corner and I'd stare at a wall in the corner by myself. I'm sure it looked pretty fucking weird, but um, that was my process. And and once I kind of relaxed a little bit, then I went into a, 
brief prayer. And then I would spend a fair amount of time visualizing. And once the visualization process is over for me, I just cleared my mind of everything. I wasn't trying to remember what I was going to say or do or what somebody else was going to say or do. I just absolutely wiped the slate clean until I heard my music. And it just kind of worked for me. I'm sure everybody has their own unique process, but that worked for me. As it kind of does here. Now, I don't go through quite the same process here. But, you know, my day-to-day life, when I'm not doing a podcast and talking about wrestling, is as far removed from the wrestling business and the discussions around it as you can possibly imagine. It's quite different. And in order for me to maximize this opportunity and engage correctly, I have to really kind of put myself in that wrestling gear, sometimes, sometimes harder than others. You mean you don't wake up visualizing what it's going to be like sitting across from me here on the screen? You're not looking at my image and likeness in your head? No, that that's not it, brother. I hate to disappoint you. I mean, I like you a lot and all, but you're not there yet. <laughs> that, that's reserved for Conrad. Got it. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think about that at all. No, that don't usually rile me up. I still got to be. We just recorded yesterday. Jeez, he beat me half to death. You just beat me half to death. So I have to, that's a different kind of preparation. Trust me. What were you denying happened that actually happened? Because that's usually what that stems from. Well, no, it was a, you know, it was a a long discussion about AEW and we're going to go way more into it here today. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and, and this is what I find interesting is I don't, really think about or care to talk about AEW. It is the farthest thing from my mind at any given moment, unless somebody asks me a question. Now, I'm not going to put myself over, but I've kind of been there, done that in just about every way in regard to the business of the wrestling business as a performer in the wrestling business, as an executive in the wrestling business. And I'm not going to go through what I've accomplished, but the fact is I've, or, or failed at because there's, there's a lot of that too. But the fact is I covered a lot of ground in this business. And I think one of the reasons that people ask me questions is because I have a fairly unique probably other than one or two people, the only people that have the depth of insight into the wrestling industry as I have, that's not bragging. It's just a fact. But the reason people ask me questions about AEW is because of that experience. So when I give my perspective and it's not fanboy, yay, rah, rah, it's, well, it's great for the business and it's, you know, everything they're doing is wonderful. But if I don't give that type of response then, oh, you're just being negative. Okay. You know, and that's kind of was was at the core of that. I mean, he, Conrad came, and, and by the way, I appreciate it. I'm not busting his balls for doing because it it's what makes our show interesting. Kind of like you, you know, Conrad is a fan. Conrad's never been in the wrestling business. You've never been in the wrestling business. You're a fan of the wrestling business. You're also in the media and you understand it. You're engaged in it and you love to, to dig into it and learn about it and talk about it. And that's cool. But for the most part, your perspective, Conrad's perspective, many people's perspective, 
that haven't been in the business is from the perspective of a fan. And that's absolutely amazing and wonderful. And I'm, gr I'm grateful for the opportunity to have that perspective. Conrad's on 83 weeks, yours here. Because that's what we're doing, right? In a way, you speak as a fan from a fan's perspective. And the people listening are fans. The people that listen to the show, well, there's a handful that are in the business, obviously. But for the most part, the vast majority of this show, or 83 weeks, are fans. Mm -hmm. And they want to hear a discussion that involves their perspective and my perspective. And sometimes those pers perspectives are radically different and that's okay. That's what makes it interesting. If Conrad sat with me, much like you sat with me and just agreed with everything I said and just went, went along with it and signed off on everything I have to say in my perspective, it would be a boring freaking show. And Conrad is often right when he calls me out, you know, he, he calls my bullshit sometimes. And when it's bullshit, I'll, acknowledge it when I'm wrong. It doesn't happen that often, unfortunately, but unfortunately for me, but um, yeah. So it's, it's the contrast of perspectives that makes interesting banter. Yeah. People uh, who all think alike and agree on the same things and believe the same things. That's a boring show. So I'm, but that's what started it. And I got hot. I just, he kept pushing, he kept pushing, he kept pushing, because that's what Conrad does. He likes to do that. He pushes, he pushes, he pushes, he pushes, until I go, bam, and then he goes, see, you're overreacting. <laughs> okay. But it was fun. I, I just, it was a fun show. My perspective is always very interesting when it comes to doing this show with you, because you're right, look, I, I come from wrestling media and, and whatnot, but, you know, I've, I've also been working on the indies for almost 10 years now and on, on the town side and even on helping book certain organizations as well i've been heavily involved with the monster factory and doing the production process and all that but your perspective is so much more business centric yeah your, your accolades are well known when it comes to the talent side of things and producing a world-renowned wrestling show but it's your business acumen that is something that i lack because I've never worked on that side of the industry. And I always find it fascinating. And I think that's why when we get into these discussions about AEW, much like we're going to right now, people draw the parallels to you because AEW is the closest thing. And I'm watching my words here because I know you'll pick at them like a hawk. AEW is the closest thing in regards to being in the WWE orbit since WCW in terms of money, in terms of proximity. Now, I understand Impact back in the day was drawing more viewers, but television habits have changed significantly over time. We're talking money here. You know, it's the closest. So I think people value your opinion when it comes to AEW in particular because they see those parallels. I mean, look at this new Collision logo, which we're going to talk about right now. The Collision logo is an allusion to WCW Nitro. Like, they're not... Collision is a good word. I, I, I'd say ripoff. Uh, <laughs> it's it a better one, but you know what? And, and John, I'm not, and you know, as soon as that thing was posted, that logo was posted, I, you know, my social media blew up. I can't wait to see what Eric, he's gonna bury WWE, AEW for the blah blah blah. And the truth is, I it put a smile on my face, and you know, I guess you know, imitation is the most sincere yeah. form of flattery, so it didn't bother me a bit. But what it did do is make me realize 
that I've been right, and at least I believe I'm right. I could be wrong, but I believe I'm right. When I say that the creative, I'm going to call it a brain trust, and I don't mean that to sound derogatory, but whoever's in charge of creative strategy and brand strategy, whether it's a TBS or AEW, I don't know who ultimately decided that logo was a good idea, really don't have a clue. There's not a creative strategy. There's no, there's no, that I can see at least, creative strategy that would allow AEW to execute on the mission of being different than WWE. There's just not. They may have more blood. Um, that's about the only thing I can think of that really distinguishes in a meaningful way, not in a fanboy, dirt sheet, tapeworm, pig shit kind of way, but in a tangible, visual, consistent manner, they're not doing anything different. And if you're not doing anything different, I'm going to go back to what I realized a long time ago. You're either better than, you're either le or you're less than, or you're different than. And so far, AEW is less than. They're not different. They're certainly not better. And I think without a creative strategy that involves a evolved way of presenting the product, and by evolved, I don't mean completely changing the, the psychology of wrestling. In fact, I believe that I think the product really needs to go back to, and psychology is another way of saying storytelling, but there has to be something different. And I don't know what that is, to be honest with you. If Tony came to my house and said, here's $5 million, if you can tell me by the end of the day how, many, how I could be different, give me five ways how I could be different, I would struggle, right? Because you also don't want to do something that's been done before. You want to really evolve the product. But whether it be in the format, how the show is shot, the way promos are treated, the way stories are told, production values, all of those things have to fit together. But at the core of that, there has to be a vision that says, this is what's going to make us stand out and this is why we're different. And I just don't see it. And going retro, you know, let's, you know, remind people that Nitro used to be on TNT. I just don't think that's very, number one, it's not very creative. Number two, it can be a little dangerous, not dangerous, but it can, it can backfire. I think nostalgia is really hot right now. Like nostalgia culture in general, aside from wrestling, is very, very prominent in the general sphere. And I think that's probably one of the reasons you're seeing something like that. Hey, let's tap into something that people used to love and let's give them a little bit of comfort with that. But I, I want to push back on something that you just said. You said they're not doing anything different. They're not offering anything different. Isn't the whole point of AEW in and of itself that it is the alternative that focuses on the in-ring presentation? You yourself. Well, then, then they failed on that mark because 80% of the in-ring presentation is less than. But that's you can mark out all you want. You can, you know, I mean, the, the, the Jungle Boy, silly nonsense. I mean, there's so much bad wrestling in AEW that the hardcore AEW fans, they, they don't care about that. 
you know, as long as they get their blood or as long as they get one thing that they're looking for. But if you, if you take your, your emotions out of it, or your, my opinion, your, your, um, I don't want to say loyalty, but if, if you, if you take off your fan glasses and just look at the product objectively, the in-ring presentation is not better than, in my opinion, you may feel differently and cool and, and fans may feel differently. But for me, I look at that, you know, that stuff, if I would have done some of the stuff I'm seeing currently in, in AEW or have seen recently in AEW, if I would have done some of that in, in WCW, I would have, WCW would have been trashed. There are people in that ring that are just not ready for prime time consistently promos that are just not ready for prime time consistently. I don't see the difference in terms of the in-ring product. I do see a difference in terms of the in-ring product, and I think it's significantly less than. But couldn't you argue that some of that stems, your perspective I'm talking about here, some of that perspective stems from a maybe a, a natural evolution of in-ring presentation over time like i think we can both agree that in-ring presentation has evolved since 1995 it has changed in both good and bad ways so to say that objectively it's less than or i think couldn't that be more of a opinion that is just formed off of how things were when no not at all i'm talking about basic technical execution i'm talking about wrestling school I'm talking about just basic fundamentals of performance in the ring. I'm not talking about styles. I, I look, I'm, I am not that guy who thinks wrestling should go back to the way it was. I think there are elements of wrestling that need to go back to the way it was when it comes to storytelling and create and characters and psychology that I absolutely, agree. but I'm look, I'm the, probably as responsible as anyone for, as, on an executive level um, of introducing Lucha and, and the, the cruiserweight style and that high flying aerial, you know, I was the first one to ever do it. I'm not saying that, but I was the first one that ever did it on a consistent regular basis and built an entire division around it and brought people in from all over the world to be a part of it. And I think that style, the Lucha style of wrestling, of which I'm going to include a lot of the Japanese style in that whole broader category, I'll refer to it as cruiserweight style. That that cruiserweight presentation, high-flying, super-athletic uh, action, is probably what led to the evolution of some of the emphasis. I, that I agree. Now, I still I enjoy it. I'm not the guy that says, no, man, we got to go back to headlocks and drop kicks, you know. No, no, no. Everything evolves. And I embrace the evolution. I just don't think it has to be binary. I don't think it has to be one or the other. I believe it can be both. And I think relying on one to the exclusion of the other, meaning lying on, you know, I'm going to get my shit in. I got to get my bumps in. I don't care if I land on my head five times and then I get into my finish. Putting the emphasis on the dynamic physical presentation as an and completely or for the most part other than paying some kind of lip service to it eliminating or just ignoring the 
storytelling aspect of it in the, and making it believable and allowing the audience to get sucked in instead of watching Cirque de fucking Soleil. That, I do believe, is a problem. And that has nothing to do with whether or not I think wrestling should go back to the old ways. It has everything to do with the core of the wrestling business is good guys and bad guys and stories that people relate to. That will always be the very essence of any combat presentation, whether it be in a movie, in the UFC ring, or in a wrestling ring. They're characters that people relate to and identify with and stories that engage them. And yes, the physical presentation is a part of that. But to emphasize that at the exclusion of everything else is what I see in AEW. And you can argue, oh, yeah, but that was a great story. That was a great story. In your opinion, it's a great story. In my opinion, it's not. It's an excuse for a match is what most of the stories that I see are. They're not compelling stories. They don't evoke emotion. They're not relatable. They're an excuse for a bloodbath. Not my thing. That's not evolution to me. That's just, and it's certainly not better than or different than anything that we've seen before. I think, and, and again, I know you're not watching week to week. I, I think the elite story that they're telling right now is just fantastic. And the, the callbacks that have been occurring in this main event storyline. that But nobody cares. The proof is in the pudding. Nobody cares. It's not moving the needle, is it? I mean, 855,000 viewers after the promise of a big announcement that had weeks of internet chatter and anticipation, including you, we discussed it here. Everybody's excited about it. It's a great thing. CM Punk, they're building a show around him. And it's all rumor and bullshit. It could be wrong. It could be just tapeworms and, 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 and pig shit mongers that write silly dirt sheets and spread rumors or Reddit fodder. Who knows where it all came from? But despite where it all came from, it existed. There was anticipation, weeks of it, weeks of it. And they did 855,000 viewers with, with a demo that was in the mid to high 20s, 0.20s. So does it really, is it really a good storyline? I mean, I would argue that adding an entirely new primetime television show. Not primetime. Saturday night is not primetime. Primetime is Monday through Friday. At least the primetime that I've ever lived in. I understand that Saturday can be viewed as a not super desirable day for some, but there's no denying that Saturday nights are still a big draw for sporting events and i know wrestling's not a sporting event i understand that but i i don't think that there would be people necessarily backing down from that real estate but my point here regardless of when and what this is a significant expansion from warner brothers discovery to add this show collision which was officially announced this past week uh, in the press release and i'm only saying this because i know you'll get a chuckle out of this was it stated that AEW has reached 23 million total viewers so far this year across all of its shows on TBS and TNT, <laughs> with the caveat being a, a hand day. job. Well, I mean, that's, well with, with, it, it made me laugh because, like, this is very PR speak. Regardless of AEW, this is like very much Turner Warner Brothers PR speak. No, that's a Turner thing. That's an AEW thing. It said uh, the the caveat. It had a little asterisk next to it. It said a uh, one minute qualifier, meaning that 
23 million people have watched at least one minute of AEW programming this year, which I would imagine <laughs> would be. <laughs> that just reeks of, like, why would you do that? Any I, I thought it was going to look at that and go, what the hell? Why would just don't say anything would be better than saying something as ridiculous. I thought obvious. it was an odd inclusion for sure. But I do want to bring this paragraph up from this press release. And it comes from uh, Jason Sarlanis, the president of Turner Networks. And it was very eye-opening to me, Eric. He says, quote, we're doubling down on wrestling with AEW Collision, which gives fans two more hours every week. AEW's roster of talent has expanded so quickly that we felt it needed another night to bring our audience the epic rivalries, unforgettable matches, and stars they love to watch. Adding Collision to our programming mix on TNT will allow us to satisfy the massive demand we felt from our hardcore fan base and be the ultimate compliment to AW Dynamite on TBS. And it's that last sentence that stood out to me where he said that it will allow us to satisfy the massive demand we felt from our hardcore fan base and be the ultimate compliment. So to me, Eric, when I hear that, you know, one of the arguments in the discourse always is, well, AW plays to its hardcore fan base too much. There's not trying, they're not trying to get enough casuals in based on that statement from Turner, they're plenty fine embracing the idea that we're going to cater to our fans who are most likely to spend money, who are most likely to watch week to week, and they're going to invest an extra two hours of programming on a Saturday night for them. Yeah, we'll see if Jason's still working at Turner by this time next year. I mean, eh, look, I, it, I, I try not to react to press releases because they're just hand jobs. That's all they are. It's just marketing. It's kind of like the, you know, 23 million people watched AEW. Well, that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. And so is this press release. It's all in, it all falls within the same bucket. The press release is just an, it's just a marketing tool. So it's whatever. Look, here's the truth. Reality. Turner made a decision to invest in another program. We'll find out if Jason and the brain trusted Turner is way smarter than I am and see an opportunity that I don't see because I'm not in the business, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm on the outside looking in like everybody else. We'll see. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong and we're going to find out. Maybe Jason is right. And maybe a large percentage of that, um, dynamite audience, that hardcore, that massive demand that, that allowed dynamite to be the number seven most watched program on Wednesday night on cable, kind of like one in 23 million people watch for a minute. It's kind of reaching to pat yourself on the back for that one, but nonetheless, we'll see, or we may see what we have seen on Friday nights which are just as bad as Saturday nights. And we'll see how much of a massive demand it is for the, for, from the hardcore fans to see the product. Let me go on record saying for all you trolls out there and all you people that like to pick on, pick out one thing that I say and characterize my entire perspective as a result of that, because you pick little elements of the overall conversation. I truly, truly, hope that AEW and Turner absolutely succeed with collision. I absolutely do. There's no reason for me not to. I have no dog in this hunt. 
my life is not going to improve or deteriorate one way or the other based on what happens with AEW or certainly collision. But I hope for the people that I know that are friends of mine that work at AEW. And I hope for Tony Khan, who's put a, not a, the money is part of it, but Tony's put his, Tony's invested himself in this. And I, I have empathy. I can understand how that feels. And I hope ultimately it's successful, despite some of the things that he has done along the way to kind of make it harder for himself. But I do have an opinion, and I think the opinion, and this is what started with Conrad and I. I just think it was a bad choice. It was a bad decision. AEW is not ready yet in, at any level, creatively or organizationally. The infrastructure, the experience, the decision-making off-screen is appears, I have to be careful because I'm not in the offices, but it appears from the outside looking in to be as almost as dysfunctional as some of the stuff that we've seen in the ring. And until AEW can get their feet underneath them on a lot of different levels, I just think the pressure of another show is going to ultimately have a negative impact. But again, I hope I'm wrong. Well, Eric, one way I know, and I know this firsthand from talking to sources across the industry, is that there is a way that you can avoid all of that drama and hold people accountable for the things that they do. And that, of course, is with our friends over at Impira. You get over to Impira.com, E-M-P-I-R-A-A.com forward slash Eric and use that code WrestleBiz, W-R-E-S-T-L-E-B-I-Z to get 14 days free and 20% off your subscription. Impira is helping people launch their business plans faster and with less effort than ever before by helping you organize your dashboard and hold everyone, including yourself, accountable. Eric Bischoff, they would probably be avoiding a lot of the drama in AW if they were using Impira. I feel pretty confident about that. What say you? Well, I think any organization can improve. There's not an organization on the face of the earth, in my opinion, that couldn't benefit from better communication, from better focus on, on, on your business details, the pillars, if you will, as they're defined in, in the Impera tool, because it is a tool. It's a tool that allows you to track your performance across different business units of your business. So you can make sure that you're on track, that you're following the outline of your business plan and you're, and, and you're communicating to all the people that are involved in that process. And Impera is a phenomenal tool that even someone like me who is technologically challenged, who tends to resist anything new as it relates to another new form of technology or another app, because oftentimes they're just too difficult to, to really take advantage of. They're not all they're cracked up to be. Impera is the exact opposite. Even someone like me can get on the phone because you will get on the phone. For less than two of these, damn it, you're going to get on the phone with a live human being 
and you're going to explain your business and what it is your goals are, and they're going to help you create a dashboard, a dashboard that you can go to every single day and update and follow and see where your business is at. Are you reaching your goals? Are you exceeding your goals? Are you falling short of your goals? If so, why? And just to be able to analyze your business on a daily basis, start your day every day that way. It's kind of like getting up and, and working out. If you start your day every day doing something healthy for yourself, guess what? You're going to get healthier. And if you start your business out every day, looking at your performance across your business units, tracking your success or lack of success, and having the tools and, and the ability to communicate it to your team easily, you can all track the same things. Powerful, powerful tool. Why would you not? I don't care if you're a one-man band like I am. It's just me. I don't have an assistant. Don't have a secretary. Don't have any support. Everything is on me. But having a tool like Impera allows me to track a lot of things that otherwise may just not get my attention on any given day. But if I start up every day and look at all of the pillars of my business to see where I'm at, it's, like I said, it's a great way to attack your business every single day. Or if you're, if you've got five employees, you got 10 employees, you got 500 employees, the more employees you have, the more you need Impera. Check it out. Hey, John, where'd you go? There we are. See, I, I really should have made sure that I was unmuted. I said that is the biggest thing that's important about Impera is that uh, it doesn't matter how big your business is. It's always a good time to hold yourself, hold your employees accountable, and Impera is going to help you do that. Impera.com, E-M-P-I-R-A-A.com forward slash Eric. Code WrestleBiz, 14 days free and 20% off your subscription with Impera. Launch your business plan faster and with less effort than ever before with our pals over at Impera. Hey guys, need to call a quick time out here. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my listeners over at OU didn't know for a while now about all the cool things happening over at adsfreeshows.com. An all-new mailbag series debuts later this month on ad-free shows as we pick the brain of a man who has spent 40-plus years in the wrestling business. Longtime WCW and WWE referee Nick Patrick answers your questions. And Kurt Angle. Are you getting beer on it? Or me? No, no, it ended up being my own blood. Austin had, <laughs> had, had the title. It had the jagged edges on it, right? And it had a deal where, where uh, uh, Angle pulled me in and I took a belt shot. A little bonus content comes your way, courtesy of the Kurt Angle Show. A dream match became a reality back in 2016 as Kurt Angle squared off against Cody Rhodes on the Independent. For the first time, Kurt watches back his match against the American Nightmare. This kid's really talented. He's selling the ankle here on the leapfrog, went down on it awkwardly. He's outside the ring talking to the referee. This is, like you said, all part of the match plan. Hey, start to show that weakness in the ankle. Yeah, yeah, this was uh, his idea to you know, make it look like he hurt his ankle so that when he did lose, <laughs> I love he had to gripe about Ad-free show members have chatted one-on-one -on -one with AEW stars like Eddie Kingston, Dax Harwood, Ricky Starks, and many more, including a recent live interactive session with Renee Paquette. He still continues to do that. He's on commentary in AEW. Um, so it, I think it was cool for him to kind of put on that analyst hat and get to kind of test out those waters a little bit. But end of the day, it was a thing that I think made him feel like, you know what? Wrestling can be okay again. I can have fun 
in the wrestling space again. And, and now we have CM Punk Wrestling. So you're welcome. That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why ads-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adsfreeshows.com. Looking for a great Mother's Day or Father's Day gift idea? I was, and I found it at Paint Your Life. With Paint Your Life, you'll get a hand-painted portrait created to fit almost any budget, and it's a great gift idea for your mother, your father, or both. You say Paint Your Life transforms your photos into a one-of-a-kind, beautiful, hand-painted portrait created by professional artists. You upload anything you can imagine. You can even combine photos. You'll pick the artist, the medium. You can even customize the frame. And you can receive your painting in as little as two weeks. You can give the most meaningful gift you've ever given at PaintYourLife.com. And there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money's refunded, guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, just text the word WEEKS to 87204. That's WEEKS to 87204. Text WEEKS to 87204. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Message and data rates may apply. See paintyourlife.com slash terms for details. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. So let's talk about CM Punk, Eric Bischoff, because that was a reported big part of this collision rollout. Initially, it was expected that AEW would be announcing CM Punk's return as the headlining star here on this collision show. So much so that an initial draft of the press release had CM Punk's name in it. Do we have that? Do we have what? The copy of the press release with CM Punk's name in it. So there was a screenshot by Jimmy Traina from Sports Illustrated that had the initial like underlining text that had him as part of the meta text. So I'm going to try to pull that up here real quick. Yeah, I, I, um, I guess it's an important and the reason I bring that up, John. I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry I interrupted you, but because again, in, in talking to Conrad yesterday. Conrad suggested, I don't think he believes 100%, but he suggested that this whole thing about Punk and, and AEW having issues and last minute being pulled from the press release and all that is actually an elaborate creative strategy by TBS and AEW so that when Punk does show up, it's an even bigger surprise. What say you? <laughs> uh, I say no, but could be. Here's, but, here's, but, let me, here's Jimmy's thing right there, if you can see uh, that. Uh, so you see the link, the hyperlink, it says TNT launches a second night of wrestling with AW Collision featuring headliners CM Punk, Thunder Rosa, Miro, Samoa Joe, and Powerhouse Hobbs on Saturday, June 17th. Okay. I didn't see it. It didn't come up, but that's well, okay. Come up. I'm sorry. It should have come up. I'll, I'll work I'm, on I'm doing this more for the YouTube view. I mean, I, I saw it. I saw it on social media. So I've, I've seen it. But again, I'll, I'll go back to, you know, yesterday what one of the things that led to this blow up in fact conrad said you were going to be we actually made a bet i know we're going to be talking about manscape now and all that but we actually made a bet henson's razors we have all these grooming products right that we're doing and 
Conrad said, I'll, I bet you he's going to show up at whatever it was, the 17th or at a pay-per-view, whatever. It's going to be a surprise, and this is all a big work, and TBS is involved, and a press release, blah, 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 blah. And I disagreed. And then the, and then the conversation escalated. To the point, Conrad made me bet. He made a bet with me. He said, I bet you, and if I'm right, you'll shave your head on 83 weeks. I bet you that Punk shows up at either the pay-per-view or the TV show, and this was all a work. I said, I'll take that bet under one condition, that if I'm right, and this is not a creative strategy, I hate to say work, creative strategy, then Conrad, you are going to shave your head on 83 weeks. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. He looked like Ric Flair. He looked like Ric Flair doing a Ric Flair. Oh, whoa, 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 just so he could try to ball shot you. No, 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 no. So we'll see. I, I, I think that that's – and I want to get into the business of the business reason why I don't believe that. But what, what's your take? Well, my take is I think it's possible he shows up eventually and that all of this is smoothed out, but I don't think as things stand right now when this rollout happened that that was part of their plan. I think they planned on announcing him as part of the press release, and I think Tony Khan's announcement was going to be that they were going to debut Collision in Chicago with CM Punk there. That's what I think. I'm speaking off my gut instinct. And I, I, I agree with you. And, and I think that something happened, which the reports indicate from multiple outlets, including Fightful and PW Insider, that it has something to do with Ace Steel. But I think something happened. There's a miscommunication and it held things up for now. Will it totally, completely throw things off? I don't know. But I think that Tony Khan's announcement on Dynamite this past week was not as it was originally planned to be. That's just me speculating entirely. No, I, I agree with that. Unfortunately, though, as it relates to what the big announcement and the perception of Punk coming back in the new show did not manifest in more interest. And that audience didn't know about all the things that were going on behind this. What they knew was what had been promoted. Big announcement, big announcement, all the hype around Punk coming back in the new show. And none of it materialized. And I think it... it here's... Here's the from now. Let's get out of the drama and into the business reasons why I don't think, why I don't agree with Conrad. I understand that it is a different world today in cable television than it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I get it. But. I cannot allow myself to believe that a major publicly owned television network, cable or otherwise, would allow their PR, their public relations team, to engage in the creative arts of the professional wrestling business. Agreed. There are points where that PR division and your public relations team have to deal with serious issues. And if all of a sudden now you're just part of a wrestling angle, you lose credibility within the industry. What are they going to believe? Agreed. And, and I don't, I can't imagine that any executive 
would see so much value in the little swerve about being a part of this, what I think is a, it's not a creative strategy. It's it's just a mess. It's just a mess. And, and then there was the statement too from Warner Brothers Discovery to Comic Book that said CM Punk is not involved with AEW Collision. And that's a weirdly that one is the other. You know, that's the other tell for me. Um, and and again, I agree with you. I think, unfortunately, Tony will find a way to allow this to continue, and Punk will be back, which I think is a major mistake. Who the fuck is a Steel anyway? Are you uh, gonna? So do I mean, you want who me is to he? answer that? Or? Yeah, who is he? <laughs> so Ace Steel is someone that has worked closely with Punk throughout his career in wrestling. He was a close confidant. When Punk came in, Ace Steel was brought in too with AEW, and he worked closely with him. Uh, Ace Steel is the one who, in the brawl-out incident, bit Kenny Omega. He's the one who uh, latched his teeth onto him. So uh, he was let go. And then the reports, again, from multiple outlets here, have indicated that at some point there was either a promise made or a discussion made that Ace Steel would be able to come back onto payroll with Punk coming back. And then I guess it was decided that he was not going to be allowed to be at venues. Again, we're, we're dealing in rumor and innuendo here, but that's allegedly that was the catalyst for what set off this Okay, so I know who the person is, but why the fuck should he be? Why in the world does this guy? Why is he the whole? Because he's a confidant of CM Punk's. Be allowed to jeopardize the the network premiere of a brand new show? Are you fucking kidding me? So when people, you know, re- oh, he's just being negative. When I refer to the, the dysfunction within the infrastructure in the business side of AEW, how in the world, let's go, let's just step back. CM Punk eviscerates Tony Khan and the entire roster and the brand in a press conference. Totally makes Tony Khan look like a walking, talking douchebag, as well as dumping all over the, the roster the company as a whole, in a very, very public way. You're probably one of your top paid guys, if not your top paid guy. And then there's a fight. There's all of the legal drama that's going on as a result of the physical confrontation. And then we're going to bring him back and make him a focal point of an entirely new show, but he decides to shit the bed because his confidant isn't allowed to be on TV or isn't allowed in the video. Who cares? Let's see him punk pay him. He's making five or more million dollars a year. If he needs to have a confidant, let punk pay him. This is people, you know, it's like these hardcore wrestling fans and, and punk himself who was so anti Hulk Hogan for being selfish and all the other things. Punk's worse. This is incredible to me that Tony Khan and AEW would have open-ended legal issues going into this announcement that had obviously have not been resolved or this mess would have never happened. There was not a clear meeting of the minds, which is what a contract really is, is a meeting of the minds. There was not a clear and firm meeting of the minds regarding the issues surrounding all of the 
the Michigas and the drama and all the stupid stuff that's come come with CM Punk. It hadn't been cleared up, but yet we're moving forward with this big announcement. That is a total abject failure on the part of the business side of AEW and quite frankly, TBS. Because they went, they, did they check? They were certainly aware of all of the drama and the legal issues. Did anybody sit down and say, okay, before we come up, man, we're going to write a press release. Okay, we're going to do this show. But before we do, let's make sure we know who we're doing it with. Unbelievable to me. Now, I want to say there are always multiple sides to a story as far as like the ACL stuff is concerned. And whether for all we know, Eric, there may be other elements of this that are not public that we are totally unknowledgeable about. So I don't want to sit here and be like, this is the sole reason that this happened. For all we know, oh, we're, we're dealing off what's been reported in the, in, in, in the peripheral media. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, a lot of it is coming from Alvarez and in the tapeworm and the wrestling observer. And <laughs> we know how that is. Look, we've seen it before. The patterns have been well-established, the false reporting, the, the, the distortions and all. It, so none of us should get too, I'm not, again, my life doesn't depend on this stuff. But if you're just looking at Here's a dot, there's a dot, there's a dot, there's a dot. Connect the dots. You got a pretty good outline of a picture. It's a mess. It should have never happened. And well, it only happened because AEW is a, here I'm going I'm, I'm to give them some support here. They're a young, new company that is, and I've said it a million times, I'm going to say it a million one, that are going to continue to go through growing pains. And mistakes are going to happen. But not at this level. They should not happen at this level. One thing I do know, even though your life may not depend on this and how it plays out, your hair certainly does, Eric Bischoff. Your hair very much depends on it. And thankfully, with Manscaped, things are going to be all right for Eric Bischoff, regardless of how this ordeal ends up playing out. Because I don't know about you, Eric. It just hit me the other day that we are less than a month away from father's day. And when I'm thinking father's day gifts, I think manscaped is right up there for among the very best things that you can get your dad or the father in your life for this upcoming father's day. Not to fear for those of you who are late minute gifters, the leaders and below the waist grooming are here. I'm talking about our friends over at manscaped. They're saving the day yet again with the total package for the father figure in your life this year. It's time to upgrade his game from ways to face with, this exclusive offer from our pals. Have him join the 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WrestleBiz. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-E-B-I-Z at manscaped.com. How big of a deal is Father's Day in your neck of the woods, Eric? Well, since my kids are not here, um, and obviously my father has passed a long time ago, um, it's... I'm more excited about celebrating Father's Day on behalf of my son, Garrett, and, and proud that he's a father. And proud that, not only proud that he's a father, he is an amazing father. Our son, Garrett, is just, I'm so proud of him. 
So I'll be celebrating Father's Day on behalf of my son, Garrett. Way more excited about that than celebrating it for myself. Now, he's not just an amazing father, Eric, but he's also a well-groomed father because we're making him the ultimate Father's Day MVP with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside it, he'll find Manscaped Signature Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold all of his goodies. I know you are a big fan of the Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer. Are you not? I am, especially the nose hair trimmer, because as you can see, I don't know if you can, if the camera can see it or not, but my hair is kind of white, right? Got that visual? Now, so are the hairs in my nose. Gasp. Now, if you look up my nose, can you see up my nose, John? It's a little hard to see up your nose. You want me to get closer to the camera? Uh, uh, I see a couple goblins there, yeah. Not goblins, you dipshit. <laughs> when you look, if you're shorter than me and you look up at me, you know what you're going to see in my nose right now? Nothing, because I, I, I make sure that I trim that hair. But if I'm not, if I'm not taking care of business and I'm not whacking these weeds trimming these nose hairs, keeping this shit tight. You can stand, if you're a little short of me, you look up and you know what you see? You see what looks like a garden of white hair in my nostrils. Gross as that may sound, that's what you'll see. Or you would have seen before Manscaped come along. Thankfully, Manscaped did come along and help. No one wants to see that, John. No one wants to see that. Trust me, if you're walking around with hair hanging out of your nose and you don't notice it because you're just not looking that closely in the mirror when you groom yourself, you might want to take a look because there is nothing, nothing more disgusting than people walking around with what equates to a small head full of hair pouring out of their nose. It's just nasty. Same thing goes with your ears. Ear hair is nasty, man. Trim that stuff. Well, Manscaped wants to help you do just that. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code WrestleBiz at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use code WrestleBiz, W-R-E-S-T-L-E-B-I-Z. Make this Father's Day one that he won't forget with our friends over at Manscaped. Fight Plus is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment, and they're now offering a free seven-day trial at TryFight.com. Fight Plus is packed with a premium live event schedule, over a thousand hours of live action every year, and a library of more than four thousand hours on demand, plus exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. Fight is a great partner of ours; they support us, so let's support them. Give that free seven-day trial a shot, and you'll be a member for life. That's tryfight.com. T R Y F I T E.com. Well, Jimmy says Eric's got the most legendary hair in the history of time and space. Oh, time and space. That's new. I like it. Jeremy Priest says, Man, I didn't know what to expect on the show. We're talking about goblins and Eric's nose. I love ad free shows. You never know what you're going to get. That's the reality here on adfreeshows.com. Bobby says, good morning, everyone. We are live for our ad-free shows fans. Anything else on the AEW front you want to add before we pivot over to WWE and what's been going on over there? No, just go Tony Khan, go AEW, 
make this opportunity work for you. Use it as a, a stepping stone to prove to everybody how wrong I am and, and, and have some success. Really hope that happens. I love being wrong. I really do. Gives me hope when I'm wrong, when I feel so passionately about something and I'm proven wrong, it gives me hope because it makes me realize that there are other things out there that I may not be positive about that I could be wrong about and kind of in a weird way keeps me hopeful. One thing I was picking up in the sports media spectrum this week was our pal Richard Deitch, who we had on this podcast a few weeks ago, which if you haven't checked out that episode in the archives, by the way, I think that's one of the best episodes Eric and I have ever had with Richard Deitch from The Athletic. Go check that out, 83weeks.com. Uh, he actually had Mark Shapiro, the president of Endeavor, on his podcast, Eric. And he got into the conversation about the Endeavor acquisition of WWE and the merger into the new publicly traded company, which we did find out this week, the publicly traded company name is going to officially be TKO Group. That's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So WWE and UFC will maintain their individual identities, but on the market, they will be TKO Group officially. Uh, but Richard asked him about something that we talked about on this podcast when we had him there. And that was you know, licensing and sponsorships as far as WWE is concerned. And how does any of that change once this acquisition is made final? And while he said he didn't want to go into specifics because the purchase hasn't been finalized officially yet, uh, he, there was a really interesting quote from him that I'm going to read to you. He said, quote, you want to be authentic, seamless, organic and true to your audience. We're not going to put a brand on somebody's robe walking to the ring. Do UFC fighters wear Venom apparel and Project Rock shoes? Yes, they do. Could WWE benefit from an apparel deal such as that or a shoe deal as such? Absolutely. We're not going to over-commercialize it. We're not going to saturate it to the point that we cheap it out and trick it out and you're, you turn off the fan base. You have to figure out what's right in the ring, in the octagon, what's right in the arena, indoor and outdoor, what's right with the fighters and the participants, and you have to walk before you run. I thought that was a really interesting quote, Eric, because we did talk about sponsorships and might we start seeing stuff on the ring or fighters or, or wrestlers, I should say, superstars coming to the ring with sponsorships. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the approach that Endeavor is going to take here. Uh, what do you think about that? I think that's smart. And when you think about it again, you know, pull yourself back and step away from the money that could be created and the revenue opportunities, all that stuff. You know, especially as it relates to professional wrestling, because the character, the definition of the character, the merchandising of that character is a far more significant issue than the merchandising and the character definition of a professional fighter. Professional fighter really is all about what happens inside of the ring because it is an athletic competition, just like whatever happens on a, on a field in the NFL, the football field, is all about the game and the action. But with wrestling, it's all about the character and the story. And I think over-commercializing characters, despite the fact that I'm sure there'd be a lot of money in it, but having wrestlers coming to the ring with logos all over them like a NASCAR driver would definitely take, that's an exaggeration, but it would definitely take away from the character itself and the ability to really merchandise that character. So I, I get it. It's like, you know, I saw a NASCAR promo the other day and, 
you know, I'm not a NASCAR fan. I don't hate NASCAR or dislike NASCAR. I just, I can't watch NASCAR. I've done it. I've been on the infield. I actually sponsored a car. <laughs> so it's not that I don't like it or appreciate it. It's just that I'm not engaged with it. And it's hard for me to become engaged. Part of the reason it's hard for me to become engaged is because I can't fall in love with a car, especially a car that looks like every other car on the truck, except for track, except for it's painted different colors and has different logos all over it. And then when the driver, who is the one element of that picture, the driver gets out of the car, he's pasted in logos and wearing a hat and I, I don't, you know, you could have the greatest NASCAR drivers in the world walk up to me and you probably wouldn't recognize the average NASCAR fan. You might recognize them, but you don't see, you see them in their helmets. Obviously they have to wear them. You see their hats because they got logos on it. There's no person in there. It's a fucking billboard. And it's a profitable billboard. Very profitable billboard. <laughs> the, the NASCAR business is built on that billboard or those billboards. But as far as characters, I just don't see that working in wrestling. It, Imagine the Undertaker coming to the ring with fucking logos on the back of his gimmick. The Undertaker presented by Sprite. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, that, it's just, it's, it's, talk about taking you out of the moment. Uh, but it's so funny you say NASCAR because I covered NASCAR extensively, especially when I was in Florida. I covered the Daytona 500 every year. I actually, this was super cool. I got in the car with Kurt Busch and he drove me around Daytona International Speedway at 180 miles an hour. It was the wildest thing that I've ever experienced in my life. And it was wild to me because you're right. You see them in person. You're like, oh, yeah, like I know what they look like, but I totally associate drivers with their sponsorships. Like I always thought of uh, what's an example? Uh, Kyle Busch. He was the M&M guy. Like, that's, that's how I thought of him. And I'm curious if we ventured too much into the realm of wrestling, if we would lose some of that character-oriented element to the game. And I think it's a good thing, Eric. Again, these are just words. But I think it's a good thing that he's saying, more or less, we're going to let them do their thing and we'll bring up opportunities as they present themselves. I think no, and that's exactly the way it should be. Um, because otherwise you, 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 you run the real risk. It's not even a risk. It's a probability. If you don't take that really measured strategic approach and, and slowly see what the audience is going to react to or not react to, if you just Bigfoot that shit, you're going to, you can have a massive revolt. You know, your audience will gag. If you introduce it slowly, you know, they'll accept it. And I think there's certain things that we've already become used to. We're, we're used to turnbuckles. We're used to ring aprons. We're used to a lot of fly-ins and graphics. This this segment brought to you by, you know, we've been seeing that for years. So the audience is already, you know, it's not like they got their guard up. They're, they've already accepted that to a degree. But I think if it's introduced slowly, as it sounds like they're going to, you mitigate the risk of the audience overreacting to it and slowly grow that opportunity. Jimmy wants to know which driver should be sponsored by 83 Weeks or Strictly Business. I don't know. Who's the most obnoxious? So I was actually going to bring up uh, Ross Chastain is a big driver these days. They call him the Melon Man, Eric. It's a great backstory because he grew up on a watermelon farm in Florida. I love and him. His, and his family, his family is associated with these watermelons that are distributed throughout the country. And whenever he wins a race, he breaks a watermelon 
on See, the that's track. my kind of guy. Mm-hmm. That's our guy. What's his name? Ross Chastain. Let's get him on the show. <laughs> you can ask it. No, let's talk about branding in NASCAR. Let's talk about gives the branding and, and characters. And obviously this cat's a character because he's bringing part of his real life into the race. Very wrestling. And, and, and into the business. So let's let's work to get him on the show. I'd love to talk to him. Very we'll, we'll pro be, He'll be our official NASCAR driver that we'll promote each and every week. <laughs> and he's a bit of a heel too. So oh, <laughs> give me his number. I'll call him. Well, you know, we're talking watermelons. We're talking eating good. One way that you can eat good and healthy every single week is with our friends over at Factor. Eric, I love Factor. This is not me just saying this as part of a sponsorship read. I am all in on Factor. And if you're not familiar with Factor, well, let me introduce you a little bit. During this prime spring season, it's easy to find yourself on the run. You may be trying to go outside. You may be traveling a lot, driving around, flying around. You're going to want those wholesome, convenient meals that help you energize yourself for warmer, more active days. And with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, you can help fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You're going to save time. You're going to eat well, and you're going to do everything on your to-do list. Here's what I love about Factor, Eric. Ready for this? These meals are never frozen they are prepared in their entirety they're packaged up and two minutes in the microwave they are hot and ready to go for you at your convenience when you were on the road with wcw and wwe and you're traveling all over the country how convenient would something like factor have been for you not only convenience but i cannot beg anybody listening to this show enough to to get them from eating fast food because fast food is garbage it fills you up it satiates you to a degree because of all the crap that's in it but it's so unhealthy and john and i were just talking about this before the show that according to harvard university 80 percent of the medical schools in the united states require zero nutritional training so your doctor probably doesn't know his or her ass from a bag of rocks when it comes to nutrition or at least not any more than the average person but you can feel so much better eating healthy and it's hard to eat healthy especially when you're on the road especially when you're busy or if you're single and you're the only one in the ass like yeah who's gonna sit down and spend an hour and a half or two hours your night when you get home from work you know Preparing a meal for yourself. It's its too easy to go out. It's too easy to eat something, you know, out of the freezer and just frozen pizza or whatever. This is good, healthy food, not frozen. And if you don't have the time to sit down and prepare a meal for yourself, and oh, by the way, go shopping for it, because that takes a lot of time too. And some people don't have that time. Factors the way to work around all that. And get not only delicious, but real food, not the garbage, the poison and the toxins that you get from fast food. And what I love too, their options fit a variety of different lifestyles from keto to calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus, low cal, whatever you want to do. They've got you covered with 34 plus chef prepared dietitian approved weekly options. There's always something new to try 
And I know you, you're all about trying new food. So am I. And Factor's going to help you do that. This May, get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals. Enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash WrestleBiz50 and use code WrestleBiz50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code WrestleBiz50 at factormeals.com slash WrestleBiz50 to get 50% off your first box. Eric, we got a question from Bobby here. He says... Will WWE products on their website have Endeavor listed on it once the acquisition is complete? Don't know. I suspect not. And 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 I say that because even in the press release that, that you read, um, I think they're going to really try to keep the brand identities as separate as possible, as they should. So I, I don't see that. I don't see what the benefit would be, number one. And by virtue of the fact that you know, they've already recognized and made the decision that they want to make an attempt to keep those identities separate. I, I doubt that that will happen. One more topic I want to hit real quick here before we wrap up on Strictly Business. This has been an awesome episode. Uh, Seth Rollins spotted on the set of Captain America 4. He's going to be in the movie. Seth Rollins making the crossover into Marvel officially. Very exciting stuff there. Uh, I know Seth Rollins is a guy you think pretty highly of, and he's right now in the midst of this WWE World Heavyweight Championship tournament. There were rumors going around. There was a report that said there was some hesitance because Seth might take off now into the Hollywood sphere now that he's in this Captain America movie to put the championship on him. Uh, I think that's a bunch of BS, Eric. I think there's nothing but upside with this. What say you? Yeah, I, I certainly don't know. I'm not inside of WWE, but what I do find interesting is how WWE over the years has embraced these types of opportunities where, you know, you go back to the nineties, uh, there are you know, the number of pretty high profile talents that I talk to on a regular basis to this day that have found out after leaving WWE back in the eighties or the mostly the nineties that all kinds of opportunities came to WWE for talent, but WWE would shut them down because they just didn't want to lose access to or whatever that talent while they were under contract. And you know, I understand that you're paying someone a couple hundred grand a year, 500 grand a year, a million dollars a year. You don't necessarily want them taking time off to go work part-time somewhere else, but that's changed. Right. And I think it's, and it's look, look, John Cena and, and, Batista and obviously the rock doesn't even need to be said. No. There are a lot of talents now that are WWE is embracing those opportunities. I suspect we'll see more of that with Nikon and, and Endeavor. I think we're going to see more and more of those types of opportunities become available to talent. If I was a talent in WWE, I would be really excited about that prospect. Because Pretty that cool is, huh? Pretty cool for Seth Rollins. It's very cool for Seth Rollins. I mean, you look at Seth Rollins. Here's a guy. I mean, wow. I don't know his backstory probably nearly as well as you do, but just from a macro perspective, indie guy makes it WWE. Okay. Those odds right there, he defied the 97% odds that were against him just to get to WWE. Now to find himself at this kind of in that rarefied air that he's in now. With WWE, that cuts that percentage by 80%. And now he's got the opportunity to follow in the footsteps of a Rock or a John Cena or a Batista and have this career 
after his wrestling career, if he manages it properly, much like Cena did, much like Rock did. So I, I, I good for him. Um, there could be a scheduling reason why putting the championship on Seth Rollins or Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins having that championship. There could be a conflict, so it's possible, but I don't think it's like a fear of him leaving. Right, I, I just like thought that. it was ridiculous. Yeah, Seth Rollins is getting this opportunity because of WWE. Right. Seth Rollins is, I'm, I don't really know Seth Rollins, but I'm guessing he's smart enough to realize that he's making giant bank in WWE. I don't even want to try to estimate what he's making, but I'm guessing it's well, well, well into seven figures. The movie business is hit or miss. Seth has got to be smart enough to keep that solid opportunity base, financial and otherwise in, in WWE while he's nurturing his second career because that takes time. You know, you can get a big opportunity and assuming Seth does really well in the movie and the movie does really well. There's going to be more of those opportunities in success. But being careful about selecting him and the timing of it, that is a process, you know, and good for him. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was funny because, like, these set photos of him surface and then the report goes, well, there's hesitance to put the championship on him. I'm like, yeah, as if this wasn't scheduled weeks if not months in advance wwe was shocked to find out that seth rollins was on the set of captain america i don't think so i'm not buying that yeah, nick, i'm sure nick Khan went what the hell <laughs> it was like the lex luger moment when lex luger showed up on nitro and everybody was going what the hell i thought he was under contract no it wasn't that it wasn't that. exactly Exactly. This has been a great episode of Strictly Business. If you'd like to join our team on Strictly Business, we want you to. Advertise with Eric.com. That's how you get your business or your product like Impera out there in front of thousands and thousands of listeners every single week. You head on over there. You can find us on socials as well at the real Eric Bischoff, at John underscore Alba on Instagram, at E Bischoff, and at John Alba on Twitter. And of course, 83 Weeks on YouTube and 83weeks.com is where you're going to find Strictly Business. Eric, I saw the other day that you shared one of the great reviews for Strictly Business that someone left uh, on Apple Podcasts where someone was talking about how much they love Strictly Business and oh, how yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one of their favorite podcasts. That's a huge way people can help us out as well, right? Leave that five-star review. Yes, please. I'm begging you. Please. You're watching us on YouTube. If you, subscri if you don't subscribe, please subscribe first and foremost. Hit that subscribe button. Give us the... Your five-star rating if you feel we deserve it. I know we do. John knows we do. But what's important is whether or not you feel we deserve it. So come on now. We want to keep this party rock rocking. Give us that subscription. Give us that five-star review. Tell the world. Share with your friends. Let the world know what a good time Strictly Business really is. And you walk away smarter than experience. We live to enlighten here on Strictly Business, especially Eric Bischoff. This has been a great episode of Strictly Business right here on ad-free shows and Podcast Heat Network. Thank you for tuning in, everyone, and we will see you next week right here on Strictly Business. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together... 
It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.